Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip, and I am so glad that you have joined me in this space today, friend. Now, I just came home from Portland, Oregon, and it was heartbreaking for me to see such a beautiful city filled with trash everywhere, with windows boarded up, and everywhere I looked, everything was covered in graffiti. And there were hundreds of homeless encampments all over the city. When we arrived home, we heard about Russia attacking the Ukraine. Pain, suffering, and devastation abounds both in our country and in our world. Our world is in chaos. And as the Russia-Ukraine tensions were rising, I was asked to share some thoughts this week on Fox News. In an article entitled, Russia-Ukraine Tensions, How Families Can Keep Kids Calm and Carry On. And this is one of the quotes that I mentioned in the article. We cannot control the chaos we see happening in the world today. But by addressing the world through a lens of faith and prayer, we can help our children be at peace. That is the answer, friends. Our faith is the answer to both the problems that we see externally and the problems that we face internally, because sometimes it's not what's happening around us that seeks to rob us of our joy. Oftentimes, it is the internal battle that we face in our minds that keeps us stuck. Today's guest says, the Christian life is hard work. To live effectively, we must keep our eyes on Jesus. When we look away, we feel lonely discouraged, and doubtful. Keeping our eyes vertical allows our love for him to grow. We gain confidence and assurance. To love Jesus more, we have to throw off everything that hinders and all that entangles us. Hebrews 12.1 Those emotional barriers we have built must be discarded. With every deception replaced by truth, we throw off all which hinders us. God has marked out a race for us. He has a plan. He has given us purpose, and our purpose is to glorify him in all that we do and say and are. To fulfill our purpose and his plan, we must persevere. Jesus enables us to keep going, to overcome difficulties, and to reach the destiny he desires for us. Please welcome my friend, Billy Joss, author of The Distraction Detox, Release Emotional Barriers, Restructure Priorities, and Realize God's Best. Billy is the host of the podcast, Start Small, Believe Big, and the author of Making Room, Doing Less So God Can Do More. Please welcome Billy Joss to the By His Grace podcast. 
Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Hey, Billy Joss, I am so excited to have you here with me today on By His Grace. I am so glad to be here. It's nice to meet you in person, finally. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we think we we met in person. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, and and my memory can fail me at times, but I'm pretty sure I met you in the same hotel. Yes. In 2016. Yes. At a conference, a writer's conference. Yes. And that I I didn't even know what I didn't know. And I'm, I was trying to meet as many people as I possibly could. So I'm sure we probably did. I just don't remember. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And since that time we were sitting here talking beforehand, you have had two books come out and you have a book that's just about to release. So we're here at the Christian product expo and you've got your book and I was like, I want to interview you. Because I want to talk about this because I think that this is a topic that um, we're all struggling with right now. We're all distracted. There's so many things, especially in the Christian communicator world of things that we do. We're on social media a lot. That's a huge distraction. There's just so many things as women and moms and and all the things we do, it just, they vie for our attention and, and we can get wrapped up in some things. And I'm going to share with y'all real quick. I'm going to share y'all some of the, the subjects title that says distraction detox release emotional barriers and restructure priorities and realize god's best now this is going to be a good conversation y'all hold on so what prompted you to write this book Actually, I, you know, all those external distractions that we deal with on every day, I had in my first book written about how I sort of got those under control. And, you know, it was great. I had control over how much time I spent on social media. I, you know, just one of those ways that I felt in a comfortable place. I was prioritizing God more in that time that I was taken off of social media or saying no to things that I, you know, I hadn't said no to before. And then I started realizing that I felt just as distracted from my time with the Lord because of the things that were going on in my head. And I, I was, I found myself in a place of just this, I don't know, a place of doubt and discouragement and just feeling defeated. And like, I couldn't get anything done. I couldn't, I couldn't step out the way that I felt like God was calling me to step out and I needed to figure it out. I'm a figure out kind of person. Like I need to make lists. I need to figure out what's going on. And so I sat down and made, honestly made the list of things I was thinking every time that something would come up where it was an opportunity to serve the Lord or to step in a new place. When I was making that decision, is it the right thing or not? I was finding myself stepping back from more than I should have And I started realizing it was because of what I was saying to myself. Absolutely. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't, I'm Southern. I don't talk well enough to be, you know, whatever it was that I'm not important enough. I found myself walking into the door of a Bible study going, I can't go in here. I don't know as much as these women. And so not that I backed out. I didn't back out, but I would go into the Bible study and sit there and not share and not. So as I was breaking down what I was telling telling myself, I figured out that I was my biggest bully. Yeah. 
And if I'm my biggest bully, I would never say these things to you. I would never say these things to other people. But in those times that I would speak to myself that way, I would beat myself up and beat myself down. Me too. And stop me from doing what God was asking me to do. Yeah. I lived too many of my, too many years of my life with that soundtrack in my mind. And it wasn't until God radically got a hold of me and made me not able to do anything for quite an extended period of time because I didn't realize the core of all that for me. And I don't know what it is for you, but for me, it was. I didn't feel loved by God. And so I felt like I was always had to do all of these things to try to get his approval when we're just loved yeah. and we're never going to be enough. Like no. all those things that the enemy tries to defeat us because he's coming after us with all of those lies. Absolutely. But through Christ, we can do anything. Yeah. And that's where I found myself in that place of, I know the, I know God loves me. I, I can say to you, oh, Missy, God loves you so much. That, you know, you, you are his daughter. But I didn't believe those things for myself until I started taking captive those thoughts. Yes. And not just taking them captive, but feeling them. Like when we have fear or we feel shame or guilt or unloved or some unbelief that God can't love us until we feel it and really realize what is it about this that's making me continually go in that bag and dig it back up. Yeah. You know, we can put it on a piece of paper, throw it in a fire and burn it, but it still comes up in our mind. That's right. So that's where I took, in, in the book I talk about it a bit, of taking a deception, replacing it with truth. So you understand this deception's an emotional toxin. Yes. You evaluate it. How does it make me feel? What am I doing in response to it? And then you move into terminating that toxin by replacing it with truth so that, because God can heal us of anything. I That's believe right. that. I believe I do too. But our minds can go a little cray-cray sometimes, right? <laughs> we can continually dig up this stuff and found, find ourselves going down a rabbit hole with it in, the, in a split second. Absolutely. So what I want to encourage people to do. Number one, this book is not a one and done. You get it done. You're never going to have a negative thought again. That's right. What I want you to do is when that thought comes up that you've already evaluated, you've already found the scripture that's going to replace that with truth, that when that thought comes up, me walking down this hallway to come do this podcast with you, I'm not good enough to be on Misty's podcast. She She's doing such great things. I'm not smart enough. What if I sound like an idiot when I get on her podcast? What if I do something wrong on her podcast? All these negative thoughts. And I had to replace that with, no, God has given me this message, not for me, not to sell books, not to any fame that comes with it, but to get this and message There is no out. fame for no authors. Fame. Oh, God, no. <laughs> But a lot of people get into writing books right. thinking yeah. that's going to be the path. Yeah. So there's none of that in it. It is a message that I have lived. I never write a book unless I've lived through a message. Yeah. And I've lived through this. And so when that thought came up walking down that hallway, I was immediately able to say no. And I brought up one of my biggest things is fear. Yeah. And I brought up Second Timothy. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of self-control, a sound mind. So in that, I can say, you know what, God, this is not from you. So I'm going to walk in here with your power, 
I'm going to walk in here loving on others, and I'm going to have self-control or sound mind to be able to get through this. That's just one little no. You're example. that's it's so funny that you say that because in the talk that I just gave here at the Proclaim conference about, and I was not there, right? And you were not there, <laughs> and so that's why this is so funny because my talk was about stepping into your purpose and your calling mm-hmm. with boldness to do the thing that God has given you to do, not being afraid. I said, take your thoughts captive. And then I like to call it like declare scripture over yourself. And so I used the verse that very, yes, I did. Don't you love it when God confirms? Because we we talked about your talk and God is confirming to you that your talk was awesome. Like this is something we all struggle with and we can all overcome, you know, with hanging on to Jesus's, the the hem of his of his cloak, hanging onto him and his truth in our life is the only way that we can continue to walk forward in that boldness. I've got a chapter in the book called "Called Confidence." Ooh. You are called to be confident because God has given you that He's qualified you. That's right. At, as His child, He has qualified you to do what it is He's calling you into. Yeah. Now. We're never going to stop what God needs to accomplish. That's if he right. needs to accomplish something, if I don't do it, he'll get you to do it or he'll right. get someone else to do it. But we're missing out on so many blessings and so much joy yes. and so much peace in that walk with the Lord doing his will, doing what he's asking us to do. And if we stifle our faith by saying, I can't, I'm fearful, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not loved, and whatever it is, it's right. stopping the lie. You. It's a lie. The lie. The lie. They're all lies. <laughs> that they're stifling you from doing God's best, which is what God desires to do in and through your life. Yeah, I love that. And I also, another chapter that I just loved the title to, and it's Change Her Story, Change History. Yeah. yeah so tell me about that chapter. You know, when we change someone's story, we change the history that's going to come out of that story. Again, we're not changing God's story at all. That's right. But we can change our story. If I say, if I had said no to writing in the beginning when I didn't think I was smart enough to write a book, Mm -hmm. even though God gave me a message, I kept saying, no, God, I'm from North Carolina. I don't even speak English well. (laughs) How am I going to write it well? You know, I almost failed high school English. You can't use me to do this. It's amazing how God can use us. So in changing her story, number one is changing our own story by learning what to say yes to and what to say no to in what God's calling us to do. Mm -hmm. And then I change it into even further is if we're stepping into the life of one other woman, and we're mm. able to help her in a way that glorifies God, then we're changing her story and we're changing history when it when she lives out the calling that God's called her. My husband and I do a lot of work with Compassion International, and that's the way I feel about our sponsored child, yeah. is that Rosa is going to have a different life story because of us sponsoring her through compassion who's working with her local church and providing things for her that she would have never had in her life of poverty david and i do a lot of work with compassion with their survival program in their survival program they bring in in our in the one that we we sponsor they have 18 women between pregnancy and the first year of life of their child that because we support this program in a local church in San Pedro de Marguerite, Dominican Republic, three blocks from a ballpark that my husband actually worked at, that in that, 
those women, those 18 women come in and get prenatal care. They get taught how to breastfeed, which in the States, we're like, well, you can do that anywhere. Well, down there, they don't. They're encouraged to bottle feed their kids. And what's the number one cause of any sickness in the Dominican Republic is the water. Yeah, Their water is not healthy. It's full of bacteria. And that's what they're using to give babies their mm-hmm. bottles. They don't know any different. They right. don't understand. So Compassion goes in and gives prenatal care, education on breastfeeding and taking care of their babies. They Because... Moms in poverty don't have beautiful nurseries with mobiles and and tactile toys and all the different things that they need for their children. They bring the babies into the churches and they play with them with educational type toys that helps in their development. They watch out for these babies. They weigh them. They do different testing on them to make sure that they're developing properly. If they need health care, they're taken to the doctor. So in that, we're supporting those women. And if one of those women's story changes, that she doesn't live in the severe poverty that she did at the beginning of her pregnancy, how much more blessed can we be that God is being glorified through this. Yeah. So that's in that change her story, change history. I love, love, love that. And I want to tell you two things real quick. I know you're going to be coming to the Spark Conference yes. in Nashville, but last year we partnered with Compassion oh, International. My heart, my yes. heart. <laughs> but then this year, so we always have a nonprofit that we feature. Yeah. And this year it's change her story and no. this is people who are coming I just got goosebumps right? sorry this like, is so, I'm like, so excited so glad weird. that God orchestrated I love all God of this, this. Yeah. yeah and change her story is is women who've been abused and and in all different ways and then they bring them in under their wings and help them change their story and and God that. is redeeming so many women through this organization and it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible absolutely that is I got I literally have goosebumps that yeah. is just a God thing you know yeah. amazing anyway yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to get back to something yeah. in the book which is the challenge the, the detox challenge so tell me what that is okay so in every chapter I end the chapter with a detox cha- challenge so there are 15 chapters it's not just one step of the challenge it's a building up of each of the chapters that we're going through that take you through the end of the book and getting you to a place a place where you are going to step out in faith and where God's calling you because you have been able to take control of those emotional toxins, replace them with truth, and then to, to outline a plan of what where you're going. Yeah. Just, I'm a I'm a list maker. If you ever read anything, I'm a list maker too. <laughs> we got to check off this list. We're gonna and I like making a plan. I often equate it to being a potato chip Christian. Have you ever heard of a potato chip? Christian? No. What is that? It is someone that sits on the couch and eats a bag of chips, going, "Lord, I want you to work in and through my life. Uh, Lord, just do something that you know in me and through me right here as I sit eating these potato chips." But they never get off the couch. Yeah. I want to take people. We have to get in the game. You got to get in the game and execute the plan. So outlining a plan of these are the steps I want. And, you know, you're a great podcaster. I'm sure you have steps that you have to do to create podcasting, to teach podcasting. Absolutely. That's the same thing in our faith. If we're not outlining a plan of what we're going to do actively to take a risk and step out in faith, 
and then execute the plan that God's calling us to execute. Now, he may not give us a whole plan. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> there may not be a light at your feet that show you every step of where you're going. Sometimes you stumble. Sometimes you stay, take a few steps back. Sometimes you realize that's not exactly where you're supposed to be. But as you continue to take a step out in faith, you can look back and see the amazing as you've made these outlines of these plans, you can see the path that God's taken you to. That, yeah, maybe not that first step went too well, but look how that first step all the helped t- you. All the twists and yeah. turns. I always say nothing is nothing is wasted. God yeah. is using every bit of it. Bit. And I never expected to podcast. I never expected to write. So this yeah. uh, the whole journey or speak or any, I mean, but all through the way, he's leading me and guiding me to do the thing that... And- this is why I like making lists because if, and I'm a journaler. So yeah, that's when I say I'm making a list. Yeah. I make a lot of lists in my journaling. It's not always full paragraphs of very flowery, you know, no, I'm a very practical biblical person. So yeah. I like, <laughs> I like the list, but when I start making a list as I continue to take steps and I, I'm, you know, on some days I'll be like, I tried this Lord and it stunk. I hated it. This is awful. I can't do this. I know you want me to do stuff, but take me somewhere else. And I go back and look at it six, eight months, a year, you know, coming back to this hotel right now. Yeah. And you're talking about wasting. I sat here and told an acquisitions editor that I hadn't written the whole book because I didn't want to waste all the words. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm laughing at myself right now because... No words you ever write are wasted. That's right. Even if no one ever sees them. That's, that's right. I wrote an entire book yeah. and my husband, and I couldn't change it for my agent. And my husband said, I think you're just flattered that you have an agent that wants to work with you. Ouch. Yeah. 40,000 words. But I know that God will use that at some point. That's well, I awesome. am so excited because your book is coming out and I'm going to read it because I need this message and I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to let go of those terrible emotions that are holding me back from everything I know that God's calling me to. So thank you for being with me here today on Bias Grace. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. 